This episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast is brought to you by Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber, not your average heroes, new name, same place, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. I am the Main Event Player, the Super C, the God of Gods, the King of Kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch, walking God's green earth, and, and I'm about to mention this because this is true, and I'm about to bring it up. This is take two, yes, take two, ladies and gentlemen, because... You know how you wake up early in the morning and say, like me, you know, you want to go ahead and prepare your podcast and everything, and then you come across a mistake, and then you come across something like, oh, I don't know, the tape running out? (laughs) Very long story on that. Let's just say that, uh, let's just say I think I went a little bit too long than expected, and I was hoping to try to finish off as much as I can, but... Uh, well, apparently the tape, uh, just, you know, well, I didn't exact. okay, let me correct this. I didn't exactly stop on the tape. What happened was, was that I was in the middle of something, and then apparently when I was talking, because I looked at my phone and I noticed something funny, and then I looked, it's like, ah, it fucking stopped. Now I have to do this whole thing over once again. Holy shit. So... We're actually doing another take of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. And on this episode, we're going to talk about NXT's Halloween Havoc coming up on October 28th. We're going to talk about Bound for Glorious is coming up on October 24th. And we're also going to talk about Hell in the Cell that's going to take place on October 25th. Live as it happens on pay-per-view or on Fight TV or on Impact Plus, however you subscribe it. So, before we get into this... We're going to get into a little bit of music right here. Now, normally the music I would put on, I did this about a couple of weeks ago, and I'm back at it again, but I'm going at a different pace with this one. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I put a short segment on my Minimit Talk podcast, and I was you know, talking about the Tejano segment, where I was talking about certain particular music that I was trying to find. Well, this one... It's not exactly the kind of music that... Well, it's the kind of music that you know quite well, but it's actually a remake of some kind. I'm sure most of you guys have heard of The Romantics, if you've heard of the song um, What I Like About You. Well, today, we're going to view that same song, but done in... It's sort of a remix, but with somebody else's name on it. Now, for those of you that are huge fans of the Jim Cornette experience and Jim Cornette's drive-thru like I am, you know that uh, just a couple of days ago when I released a podcast mentioning that Jim Cornette had mentioned my name on his drive-thru, which is pretty cool. You know, and I still can't believe that my name was mentioned on his podcast. Well, today I'm going on, I think it's episode 126, right? And I'm following this on YouTube. There's a song that's out. Now, you won't find it on Spotify, I can promise you that. But you can find it on uh, Jim Cornette's drive-thru. Look for episode 126. And they do all these submissions, right? All these different types of songs. And it's basically submissions for the drive-thru, right? To put out a song and everything and see what people think. There are certain songs that kind of suck and I just want to throw them out a fucking window shoot with a, you know, in, in close range. And then there are others that, like, stick out and you're like, wow, that sounds pretty fucking badass. So you want to hear it again over and over again. So this song right here, it's a song, it's done by somebody named Josh Hughes, I think. 
and let's see the song it's um it's by the well it's not by the romantic but it sounds like it's by the romantics but you've heard of the song what i like about you right well in this episode you're gonna hear that song but it's called jim Cornette's drive-thru and it's uh it's a bit of a catchy tune uh, I like it, and I wanted to introduce it to everybody right here on the Main Event Talk podcast. So we're going to get get into the short clip of it, and then get to the song, and then that'll be done after that. Listen to this. Let's get one more submission here this week. This one, there's a little note here. I sent this at the beginning of December. I'm beginning to think that it may have somehow been skipped. So let's see. Was there maybe a reason for that? But I'm not sure. Well, let's see. Don't preview these. I don't know. Yeah, we don't preview these, so I don't know if this was skipped or if we played it before. If we have, we will cut it off quickly. Let's. Good. I'll, I'll blow my nose while you get started. Do not do that. This was sent in by Josh Hughes. expert tell that's not like a karaoke track he had to do that right he's playing that i'm pretty sure and you know we can hear it a little differently because we're listening in our headset i'm pretty sure he was playing that now that's an original that's, recording that's tremendous obviously not an original song it's what i like about you but even right. the nod to the romantics 
my Although, old, my old friend, fans and friends. He should have kind of went out at the end with Jim Cornette's drive-through. <laughs> but you know, but that was off of the Jim Cornette's drive-through episode number one twenty-six. And uh, that was one of the submissions that I'm talking uh, that I was talking about off of the drive-through. And I gotta say, that that song, because this this happened right around the beginning of 2020. As a matter of fact, uh, as a matter of fact, it says eight months ago. Yeah, it came out eight months ago, right? And they always do these submissions, right? And when you listen, and and for those of you that listen to the uh, listen to the drive-through and listen to the experience, you guys know what I'm talking about. There are points where when they when you listen to the podcast, you listen to not just everything that they talk about and everything, you also hear like a couple of song submissions, right? And these were one of the songs that came out, right? But when you hear the full episode on well, when you hear the episode on YouTube, now you're not exactly listening to the full episode. You have to actually listen to the drive-through on on your favorite podcast wherever it's it's Spotify or apple podcast or google play or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast you have to actually listen to the full thing but if you just want to listen to the podcast without the music and that's fine too you know however you want to do it and stuff but i just had to put it on because man you know i just i just like that song i mean i I like the original obviously but i like this song as well like (laughs) every time i hear it it just you know like Reminds me of a few things and everything. It's pretty cool. So, once again, if you guys want to listen to that song one more time, all you got to do is go over to YouTube, look for Jim Cornette on Meeting with the Romantics, and it'll say Official Jim Cornette YouTube Channel, so you'll be able to find that. You'll be able to find that on YouTube and wherever it is you find uh, Jim Cornette in any way possible. So, yeah, that's, uh, let's see if we can, there's one more thing I wanted to show, hopefully. Well, before we get to any questions, got some breaking. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to play this one more time, you know, just for everyone that has no idea about what happened a few days ago. And I mentioned it, I mentioned this on my podcast, speaking of Jim Cornette, um, this is the episode, just another one right here. It's episode 161, uh, the recent episode of The Drive-Thru. And this is where somehow, someway, my name appeared on his drive-thru. So here's a short clip of it. Well, before we get to any questions, got some breaking news. This was sent in on Twitter by someone who is a big fan of the show. He's always tweeting stuff. We really appreciate him. I hope I pronounced his name correctly. Furman Torres? Uh, Yes, uh, Furman's been... Tweet. I guess that's the way you pronounce it. I mean, it's not like it's goddamn Vladimir Chopikakov or anything, where you <laughs> get it wrong in a lot of places. Furman's been tweeting us and listening for quite some time. Well, Furman tweeted out to us that apparently, once again, this is the second time, Dexter Loomis has changed his Twitter profile picture oh. <laughs> to be Travis Eckler's artwork. This time, it is you and Dexter in the profile pic. So anyone who goes that. to Twitter... We'll see the cartoon image of Dexter Loomis with Jim Cornette. Any thoughts on this? Um, well, no, I, I like the guy. I like the guy. I think he's he, his gimmick, the gimmick is not working and doing him justice. But I like the guy. And there's some constructive criticism that I've given. And I, he's got a good sense of humor. And it, who knows, in this environment, he may very well feel the same way about some of the things I'm saying, but they don't want him to do that. They want him to do this or whatever. So who knows? He could be wanting to break free 
and 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 take my critiques to heart. But he's enslaved by the evil empire. Well, in the world of kayfabe, he's kind of a serial killer. <laughs> I guess now that I think about it, who do you think he's threatening here? You or Travis? Well, I don't think he's threatening anyone. I think he's merely saying that one of these days he'd like to sit down with one of us with a nice bottle of Chianti <laughs> and potentially eat our fucking livers. Some fava beans? Some fava beans. All right. Well, that was... Uh, thank I just you. hope he doesn't know where I live. <laughs> thank you, Furman, for sending that in. Yeah, thanks, Furman, for stirring that up. <laughs> oh man, that's that still cool right there. That's episode uh, 161. Uh, and once again, if you want to hear it for yourself and everything else like that, go to J- go to the episode on YouTube that says Jim Cornette on Dexter Loomis having Jim Cornette on his profile. And you'll not only see the see how the pic looks and everything, but you also hear my name mentioned on the drive-through and everything else like that. So. Thank, once again, thank you very much, Jim, and thank you very much, Brian Lass, for mentioning me on your podcast. Now, let's get into a couple of things that we need to get into um, right here on this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Um, what I wanted to talk about first, before we get into a little bit of what's happening, um, you guys know that, uh, and I mentioned Richard's Billiards uh, just a few moments ago, and uh, Richard's Billiards is going to be having... Uh, several big events that are going to be taking place in the next couple of days, next couple of weeks to be exact. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Okay. All right. Because there's going to be two events that are going to be happening uh, in the next few days. If I can find one of those events. Um, actually, okay. Well, sp- oh, speaking of Richard's Billiards, well, we're not exactly going get, to get into Richard's Billiards just yet. We'll get into it in just a moment. Big shout out to my good friends, Shattered Sun. They're going to be having their event over at Brewster Street on Halloween night. Halloween is on the 31st on Saturday. There's there's a few people that are in shock the fact that Halloween's on a Saturday night. You know, yes, Halloween is on Saturday night. You know, just to remind everybody, uh, C101 presents Bled for You album release show. Shattered Sun's going to be releasing their album for Bled For You. Uh, they're going to be performing live over Brewster Street. And also uh, will be Zombie King as well. And my good friends, the Periwinkle Massacre, they're going to be performing live as well. It's going to be a great show. And uh, just in case if, if anybody's wondering, especially over in the Corpus Christi area, if you guys want to check them out and everything, the address is 101 Brewster Street, Corpus Christi, Texas. Doors open at 8 p.m. Tickets and tables, uh, seatings are available at this time. And they're selling out quick, guys, so get your tickets while you can and everything else like that. Big shout-out once again over to Shattered Sun. And big shout-out over to... My good friends, the Periwinkle Massacre, it's going to be great to see them perform live. It's been a long, long time since we've seen any live performances over in any place at all. Now, we're getting into Richard's Billiards right now. Richard's Billiards is having an event coming up on Saturday. Saturday, November 7th, it's going to happen. There's going to be two tribute bands playing over there. One is Metallica's tribute uh, Hardwire 
to kill them all. That's a tribute to Metallica. And also Pantera, not the actual band Pantera, the tribute with Vulgar Display of Power. Now, that, I believe that's Tony Gomez's band. Uh, Tony, who's also the lead singer for Killamora and also lead singer for Fistful of Metal. Um, I'm, I, and, this, and this is something, and I got to ask Tony this sometime, if... I don't know. Is Killamore is Killamore done, or are they on hiatus for a while? Because I, I know that Tony's been working on a lot of projects and stuff, but I don't know if the band is finished. I don't think the band's finished, not that I know of, unless they're making a comeback in 2020, which would be great. But anyways, um, Pantera, the tribute with uh, Vulgar Display Power and Metallica tribute, Hardwired to Kill Em All, will happen Saturday night, uh, November 7th. Doors open at 8 p.m., over at Rich's Billiards. That's going to happen. And also, another big event, and this was just announced, I believe, yesterday or a couple of days ago. And this is going to take place over at Rich's Billiards as well. It's going to happen Saturday night, November 21st, 9 p.m. No doubt the main event will definitely be a part of this show. Our good friends at Knife Party, a trip to Deftones, is going to be performing over at Rich's Billiards, along with... A tribute to corn, or or what what does that say right there? If I'm reading that correctly here, it says yeah, a tribute to corn, freaks on a leash. So, along with special guest Hollow Crew, that's gonna take place over at Rich's Billiards Saturday night, November 21st. Doors open at 9 p.m. There's a $10 cover with proper ID. And as always, guys, you know, just to remind everybody, if you're going to be going to all of these events on that particular week, remember, um, and, and, you know, we're still in this pandemic and we're still in this whole ridiculous thing that's happening all around the world. You still have to wear your mask. You still have to be clean. You still have to make sure that, you know, you're sterile and everything. You still have to make sure that you're not sick in any way possible. If you are sick, please stay home. Okay. Be advised, guys, that look. And it's, this COVID-19 is no joke. I mean, pretty much everybody I know has had COVID-19. And some are okay right now, but you may never know. They could, they couldn't have, could have, sorry. They could be having COVID-19 as we speak. So, guys, do yourself a favor. Make sure you wear your mask. Make sure you wear your gloves. Be safe. Be healthy. Don't do anything stupid. And... More importantly, make sure there's uh, plenty of social distancing, distancing okay? Because that's the thing with some of these concert venues, and that's the pl- uh, thing with some of these places that you go to. Because you know, even though they require you to wear the mask, and you know, you you have to you know present some sort of social distancing. And also, you have to remember, uh, I think it was Governor Governor Abbott uh, that said this on the news that the bars are coming back open. However, they are going to be closed at 11 p.m., which kind of sucks for certain bars and certain places and everything. And, and I don't know about the dance venues or anything else like that. Uh, I know that. Uh, I know Rich's Billiards is safe, from what I understand, because they don't have to worry about anything, because not only do they serve food, they also serve, uh, you know, alcohol as well, and they stay open around 2, uh, 2 a.m., so that's pretty cool as well, although I would like to make a, um, I would like to make a change, and that change would be if there's a way that we can leave it up to 4 o'clock in the morning, so that way we can, <laughs> oh, so that way we can at least have a little bit more fun and everything else like that, so, guys, 
If you guys got nothing to do on a Saturday night, and if you guys got nothing to do on any of those days, head over to Richard's Billiards and check out the events. Uh, should be tr- some tremendous events, checking out all these bands and everything. And don't forget, over at Brewster Street, big shout out to Shattered Sun, uh, Zombie King, and the Periwinkle Massacre. They're going to be doing their Halloween show on uh, the 31st <clears throat> over at Bruce's Street. And no doubt, and I, I haven't read into this just yet, and I may have to look into this just a little bit more. No doubt Richard's Billiards will probably have be having a show of their own over at Richard's Billiards on the 31st on Halloween. So there's going to be a lot of stuff. And, and, you know, speaking of Halloween, speaking of Halloween, uh, and I got to ask this because I don't know, are... are, are are the kids allowed to trick or treat or something like that? Because this this is the thing. If they're gonna be, I don't know if they're gonna be. I don't think they are. But you know, there's gonna be several social gatherings and several parties that are gonna happen around Halloween. So you you gotta expect that any way possible. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're here in the rich rich neighborhoods or in the uh, you know old school neighborhoods or whatever. I mean, you know, there's gonna be some sort of party going on on Halloween. So, guys, just be careful. Just be careful. There's a lot of weirdos and freaks and people out there that will do anything stupid. And then there's people with masks. <laughs> I think some people will get an idea about that. Once again, Richard's Billiards, 5850 Weber, not your average hero's new name, same place. Uh, check it out while you can, guys. Now, so, I wanted to get into this whole thing with Bound for Glory. I wanted to get into this whole thing with Hell in the Cell. And I also wanted to get into this whole thing with Halloween Havoc. So, let's go ahead and get into... Um, if I can get into this, if you don't mind. Let's see. Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory. We know that event is going to be happening very, very soon. As a matter of fact, it's going to be happening next week. And just to remind everybody that next week on my Main Event Talk podcast, we will be doing uh, a review and my thoughts on uh, Bound for Glory and not just what's going to be happening in 2020 involving Bound for Glory and several of the matches are going to take place. I'm also going to be discussing uh, several things that are going to, um, several things that happened years ago with Bound for Glory. And, you know, this was always, um, October has always been a very good year for uh, Impact Wrestling. They've always put out some good events, especially when it comes to Bound for Glory. Several great matches that I remember back in 2005. Uh, my favorite, my definite favorite would probably be, I was going to say 2006, but I think 2007 was probably my favorite one. I think that's the one where Sting was defending his TNA, uh, uh, TNA World Heavyweight Championship. No, I'm sorry. Let me correct that. Kurt Angle was defending his TNA World Championship against Sting. And I think at that time, Sting won the world title against Kurt Angle back in 2007 at Bound for Glory. That was definitely a great event to check out. So, let's get into some of the matches that are going to take place over Bound for Glory. Now, as I'm talking about these matches, I mean, these matches are signed and they are official. And there are certain matches that will probably be added to the list at Bound for Glory. Now, I'm not going to give you my predictions on any of them. What I'm doing right now is I'm just going to tell you the matches that are going to take place. And, um, you know, whatever stipulations that they have for these matches, you'll know what they are right here on the Main Event Talk. Right here, it's Eric Young versus Eric Swan for the T uh, for the Impact Wrestling 
World Heavyweight Championship. That championship is currently in the possession of Eric Young, the what is he called? The National Psychopath or the All American? What, what what does he call himself? The Sociopath or whatever the fuck he is. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Diana Perazzo, the Impact Wrestling Women's Champion, will be defending her championship against the number one contender Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray, who is also um, I believe Impact Wrestling's version of Bailey, and I mean the old Bailey from a long time ago. That's who it is. That's going to take place there. A fatal four-way match for the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Titles. The current champions, the Motor City Machine Guns of Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin, will be defending their titles against the Good Brothers of Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, and also will be the North of Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, and the team of Ace Austin. And Madman Fulton. That's going to take place at Bound for Glory for the TNA Tag Team Titles. Also, a six-way intergender scramble match. And you hear that right, ladies and gentlemen. Six-way intergender scramble match for the Impact X Division Championship. Now, there's a woman involved in this match, just to let everybody know. And and I, once again, I apologize for not pronouncing the champion's name correctly, but until I figure out a way to pronounce his name, he will be simply known as Ragu, okay? Raju, Ragu, whatever the fuck he is, the champion will be defending his championship against Chris Bay, Jordan Grace, former Knockouts champion, TJP, Trey, and Willie Mack. That's going to take place at Bound for Glory as well. EC3, the former Impact Wrestling World Champion, will be going one-on-one against Moose, the supposed former Impact Wrestling World Champion. And also a singles match, which was just added just a couple of days ago. The former Impact Wrestling World Champion, Eddie Edwards, goes one-on-one against the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, with Sammy Callahan in his corner. That should be interesting right there. And also, this one right here, this is a very strange match right here. Uh, It involves several people, and I don't know who's going to be a part of this gauntlet match. It's supposed to be called a call-your-shot gauntlet match. Yeah. And here's the crazy part. Where the winner could choose any championship match of their choice. Any championship match of their choice. So that means whoever whoever wins this match will have a match of their choice for either the Impact Wrestling World Championship, the X Division Championship, the Tag Team Championship, and believe it or not, the Women's Championship as well. Now, and here's also the gimme here. Now, before I tell you what that is, let me tell you who's involved in this gauntlet match. Heath Slater versus Rhino versus A.C. Romero versus Larry D versus, uh, if I'm pronouncing this correctly, uh, Tanelli Dashwood, uh, Taya Valkyrie versus Brian Myers. Brian Myers, as you know quite well, formerly um, Curtis Hawkins. Uh, Tommy Dreamer and Jessica Havoc. Now, uh, it says right here there's a TBA, so I guess that means uh, more more individuals to be announced in this one. Now, here's, here's something that you guys probably don't know. Now, we know that Heath and Rhino are involved in this match. Now, 
Here's another stipulation on this one, which seems very, very crazy. If Heath or Rhino wins, then Heath also wins a full-time contract with Impact Wrestling. So, Heath could actually, when we're talking about Heath, we're talking about the former superstar named Heath Slater, who was a part of the WWE for quite a while. If he wins this match, not only does he win a full contract with Impact Wrestling, he also he also will have an opportunity at championship. Now, this could be the perfect opportunity for Heath Slater to be on top of the mountain. This would be the perfect opportunity for him to be a main event star. Now, to me, and I feel for this because I, I like Heath. I, I think he deserves an opportunity. I, I think he deserves a chance to become a main event star, and I think Impact Wrestling will do. You know, and here's the thing. I mean, Impact Wrestling has always had certain stars that have been elevated, you know, to becoming bigger stars. And, and let me give an example of that. Christian, who used to be a part, who was a part of the WWE for a while when he was, you know, ta- he was known as a tag team specialist over there. And then when he came over to Impact Wrestling, he won his first NWA World Heavyweight Championship in TNA. Right. And he was just somebody that was a nobody. A nobody at all. And now Heath Slater has an opportunity to follow in those footsteps. So if Heath wins this match, wins this gauntlet match, and not only gets a full contract, but wins an opportunity at the world heavyweight title, I mean, this could mean big things for him. And not only that, he will finally be in the same level with Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. Now, you used to remember those three quite well as 3MB back in the days of the WWE. And these three were basically job guys from a long time ago. And then each of them formed their own path. Jinder Mahal, as you guys know, was a former WWE champion. He held on to the championship for probably, what, almost uh, six months, seven months of the day. And then, of course, the current champion, the current WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, who I always felt should have been champion, and I'm glad he's champion today. But he may not hold that championship much longer at Hell in a Cell in, in the next, uh, next week, as a matter of fact, which I'll discuss in a moment. Heath Slater will have an opportunity... If he does win this match and wins the full contract and gets an opportunity to face the champion, he could be the next Impact Wrestling World Champion by 2021. I see that. It may be sooner, but I think it would be great if it were to happen in 2001. You know, make make this whole beginning for Heath Slater, you know, great in every way possible. So those are your matches that are going to take place over at Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory Live takes place Saturday, October 24th uh, over at Nashville Skyway Center. And uh, let's see here. Mm, pay-per-view it is scheduled to take place on October 24th at Skyway. It will be the 16th event under the Bound for Glory category. Okay, cool. All right. That's going to take place on pay-per-view or on Fight TV or on Impact Plus if you guys have subscribed to Impact Plus on your phone or on your tablet or wherever it is you find Impact Wrestling. Okay, we've discussed the whole thing with Bound for Glory, and now let's discuss um, let's discuss something else here, if you don't mind. Let's get to Hell in a Cell, if you don't mind. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Sunday, October 25th, same weekend as Hell in a Cell. I mean, same weekend as Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory is going to take place uh, on the 24th, while Hell in a Cell is going to take place 
Hell in the Cell is going to take place on the 25th of Sunday, on that same weekend. Which, obviously, we're going to be doing a, a part one, part two about it. So, we're going to talk... So, next week, on the Main Event Talk podcast, we're going to talk about, first, Bound for Glory, which will be released on Saturday. Uh, actually, I think if I were to do this correctly, I will actually do... Well, I could probably do both at the same time, but I actually would rather do a part one, part two, just to get everyone hyped up. So, here's what I'm going to do. Next week, on the, impa- on the um, Main Event Talk podcast... Part one will consist of Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory. We'll talk about the history and we'll talk about some of the matches and give you my predictions of each match and what I think will happen and so much more. And then the following night, Saturday, or actually Sunday, I will be releasing another episode of the main event. So actually, I think I'd rather release it on... Okay. There's going to be two episodes of the main event talk podcast. One about Bound for Glory and one about Hell in a Cell. I will release one episode on Friday, and then I will release another one on Saturday. And why I want to do that is quite simple. Number one, I think it's going to be a lot easier for me to do both episodes on a Friday and Saturday. Number two, I don't think I want to do it on a Sunday. Number three, and the reason why I don't want to do it on a Saturday on a Sunday is because there's a possibility of me getting drunk on a Saturday night. Any questions? Enough said. <laughs> you see that coming. Now... There is something I needed to check out here, and I want everybody to know about this. And um, there's some sort of a limited time offer for the WWE Network. And let me see if I've got this right. There's a limited time offer for WWE Hell in the Cell. And you know how the WWE, you know how when you subscribe to the WWE Network, it's only $9.99, right? Well, out here, and it seems that they're lowering the price down, I guess, for this one time and one time only. The price has now been lowered to 99 cents. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not kidding. You can actually get WWE Hell in a Cell for 99 cents. Sign up now on the WWE Network. That's um, very, very interesting right there. Uh, the promotional poster featuring Bray Wyatt, The Fiend. You can see that right there on the front right there. So... No matches have been changed as far as I know it. I know that uh, that Roman Reigns is scheduled to go one-on-one against Jey Uso for the, for the Universal Championship in the Hell in a Cell I Quit match. That's the added stipulation. Um, Hell in a Cell match for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre to defend the championship against Randy Orton. And also another Hell in a Cell match... Um, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, it's going to be Bailey going one on one against Sasha Banks. Uh, you know, I, I still say this is overkill, and, and and this is really overkill in many ways, because it's one thing when you have two Hell in the Cell matches, which is okay, which is very very fine to me, but when you go ahead and put three Hell in the Cell matches, it's complete overkill. I mean, you know. Why would you want to have three matches? Two matches I can understand. One match I don't. Two three matches I don't get. Two matches is fine. Three matches I don't get. I still don't get it. I don't understand it. And you know what's going to happen now? And let me also bring this up because you know I I thought I saw this, but I don't think it's there anymore. And I announced this on my WWE on my main event talk podcast on the uh, on the draft. I announced that Asuka was going to be defending her championship at Hell in the Cell against Lana for the Raw Women's Championship. Now, I thought that was going to be on Hell in the Cell, but apparently they removed it. It was there, 
because I saw it. But now all of a sudden they removed it. And I think that match is going to happen this coming Monday on Monday Night Raw. Now, let me explain something about that. Have you have you seen what's been going on with Lana lately? H- have you seen about what's been going on with her lately? I mean, here's the, here's the thing. I... And let me talk about Lana for a bit here. Let me talk about her. And I'm also going to talk about Rusev here in just a moment. Now, let me explain something here. Look, Lana is a beautiful, gorgeous woman. I'm not going to lie. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's hot. I wouldn't mind banging her if the opportunity was right. Okay? But her in a championship match. Her in a championship match. I... I I don't get it. I really, really don't. Because, you know, when I first saw Lana, she had a Russian accent. Sort of. And then she turned into a different person, and then everything else like that, yada, yada, yada. Right? Now, I have myself a little coke here. Now she's involved in a championship match against Asuka. And she really believes in her heart that she's going to beat Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. Here's my thought on this. My thought is, no, uh uh-uh, not going to happen, and are you serious? Here's the thing. Lana is a gorgeous woman, like I said before. But the thing is, I don't think anybody's going to take her seriously. When she won the Battle Royal on Monday Night Raw, I saw it. When, when she won the Battle Royal on Monday Night Raw, I was like, okay, wait a minute. You just had your ass kicked by fucking Nia Jax again. And all of a sudden, you lost your best friend and, and, and confidant in, in, in Natalia. And now you're placed in a position where now you have an opportunity to go after the Raw Women's Champion, Asuka. You have an opportunity to beat her in the middle of the ring. Nobody is going to take this seriously. Now, let me tell you this right now. If the match ends in two to three seconds, I'll be like, I told you so. But if this match goes longer than 20 minutes, I'm going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you insane? Is she supposed to be that fucking tough? Are you kidding me? Look. The, the toughest thing about Lana is the fact that she could put tw- she could put a TikTok on at any time she wants. But here's the thing. TikTok. TikTok. Every time I hear the words TikTok, everyone thinks about that stupid app. When I think of the word TikTok, you know what comes out of my fucking mouth? Or it comes out of my fucking head when I hear the words TikTok? Let me tell you exactly what I think about when it comes to the word TikTok. When I think of TikTok, I think of a fucking Glock. I think of a fucking clock. I don't think of a fucking app. I think of a fucking clock. Remember when that tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Remember that? That came out of a fucking clock. All right? When you hear the word, why couldn't you just name this app anything but a tick-tock? Why couldn't you make it tick-tack? Oh, no, I'm sorry. They already made that. How about... <laughs> how about... How about this? How about, how about take me off? Okay, can you do that? Can you put that instead of TikTok, all right? TikTok, are you fucking kidding? Are you out of your fucking mind? Give me a goddamn break. Holy shit, you know? And, 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 and you, know what's so, you know what's so sad? 
You want to know what's so sad about this? Okay, Lana is getting an opportunity at the Raw Women's Champion Oscar this coming Monday night on Monday Night Raw. <coughs> and over in AEW, her husband, Rusev Miro, if you will, is in a damn wedding. He's in a damn wedding. How fucked up is that? And everyone has been saying, everyone's talking all this fucking bullshit about how WWE is not fairly, you know, WWE is not booking Rusev correctly. He should be on top of the mountain. He should be at the WWE Championship match. He should be this. He should be that. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Right? I've heard it all. I've heard everything I need to hear. But yet, Rusev, or Miro, if you were, is in this position where now he's in a ridiculous wedding storyline. Yeah. That seems familiar, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I believe it was a year ago. Wasn't it one year ago when all of a sudden there was this wedding that took place and uh, there was this woman... uh, I believe her name was Lana, and I believe she was involved in some ridiculous storyline where, if I remember this correctly, Rusev got his, you know, his license to remain in the country, his green card, if you will. And then all of a sudden, his wife, who he hadn't seen much of in a while, all of a sudden is in some sort of love triangle with Bobby Lashley. Oh yeah, this was one year ago, okay? And they ended up getting a divorce. Then they ended up getting married. And then some fucking shit about um the the wedding got canceled or something, you know, some type of fucking shit. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. The thing I find so funny with all this is the fact that now Rusev is being placed in the same position, right? He's being placed in the same position where he comes into he comes into uh AEW, right? And he comes in and he's placed in a position where he's now the best man. He's the best man, right? And I'm like thinking about this. I'm thinking about this real hard. Okay. Rusev's wife is in a position to go after the Raw Women's Championship, and Rusev is placed in a fucking wedding. Are you serious? Rusev was this ferocious individual that came from NXT, right? Ferocious, tremendous, great. And then all of a sudden, he ends up in a position where now, all of a sudden, (laughs) all of a sudden, he's placed in a position where now Rusev is in another wedding angle and it involves two people, Kip Sabian and, and Penelope Ford. Okay, he's placed in that position. And what's sad is that Rusev could have gone in any other storyline that could involve a championship, could involve anything that involved with a, a, a serious wrestler. No, we got to see him in this whole fucking wedding thing all over again. 
with two completely different people. Now, I made this prediction. I may I think I may have said this on my main event talk podcast, but just in case I haven't mentioned it. You do realize that this this wedding with Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, this is going to end up being a disaster. I see it coming, all right? I see it coming all the way. Okay? I just do not understand. I just do not understand why Rusev is being placed in this position. I really don't. Everyone complains that AEW is going to do a better job of booking him than WWE, right? But yet, Rusev has been placed in this position, right? You've got a former United States champion in your hands, right? And yet, you couldn't book him against Cody? You couldn't book him up against John Moxley? To kind of prove his superiority. He was a fucking badass in the WWE. Now all of a sudden he's just placed in this position where he's the best man in a wedding. Now, did you see did you see the one episode or did you see the one where unless Chris Sabian Chris Sabian this and this is where I can tell this is stupid as shit. I'm watching this match with FTR, right? FTR against the best friends. And then all of a sudden, I think Trent got thrown to a video game, a little arcade game, right? And, and, and Kip Sabian is right there just playing the fucking game. And I'm just like, dude, really? Really? <laughs> You're playing a fucking video game in the middle of a fucking match? Are you fucking insane? Here's the thing. There's this thing called the PlayStation. There's this thing, uh, there's this thing called Home. Put your arcade game in a fucking house. Don't make it obvious to everyone what's about to happen to that fucking arcade. And then before you know it, Chris Sabian gets upset. He gets mad. What does he call it? What does he call his name? Larry? Or what? whatever the fuck. And then Rusev gets upset. You broke my shit. <laughs> he broke my shit. This is nuts. And, 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 and now Rusev is in this position where now he has a reason to go after somebody because they broke his shit. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get mad. I'm going to get furious because someone broke my fucking PS4. I'm pissed. Yeah, somebody broke my fucking arcade game. I'm pissed. Someone broke my Nintendo. I'm pissed. My dick got fall off of the fucking bridge out there. I'm fucking pissed. What the fuck is the point of all this? Here's the thing. Rusev? I like him. But I wish they would place him in a position where he would look good and not look like a jackass. I'm sorry. Okay? You, you guys have placed him, AEW has placed him in a position where now Rusev, or Miro, if you will, is just going to look like a fucking joke. That's it. I mean, <laughs> you know what's going to be fucked up? This wedding is going to get fucked up. 
I mean, it already looks fucked up as it is, but it's going to get fucked up in so many ways. How many times in professional wrestling where we would see a wedding take place on national television and it would get ruined instantly? Look at the whole thing with Stephanie McMahon and Test. Look at the whole thing with Stephanie and Triple H. Look at the whole thing with uh, Saturday Night's Main Event from a long time ago. Uh, Uncle Elmer and all that. So what about the one with Lita and uh, I think it was Lita and Trish, right? Or was it Lita? Well, Lita and Trish getting married. Uh, whoa. whoa. Wow, that's that's kind of wow. That's kind of <laughs> oh my god! I don't want even I don't even want to think about it. But well, I want to think about it, but you know where I'm going. But anyways, the point is the point of the matter is this whole thing with the wedding. Come on now, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. I don't even understand why this is being taking place. I mean, I don't understand. You know, you know what what the point of this wedding is, right? I don't, because you know it's going to end up a disaster. Something's going to happen. Penelope and Kip Sapien will not get married. My first thought is this wedding's going to get ruined. Someone's going to get fucked up, and Penelope's going to end up with a man, other than Kip Sapien. You see it coming, and if it's Rusev, I. I swear to God, if it's Rusev, I'm going to kill somebody, okay? Not that there's anything wrong with it because it would look good, but it would look obvious and cheesy and stupid, okay? Now, if I was in the wedding, I would definitely want to bang Penelope Ford. That's just me talking because I'm a man. The point is, the wedding is stupid. It's ridiculous. What the fuck is the point of all of this? What's the point, okay? Oh, oh my God! Can 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 you believe this? Lana is getting a title shot for the Raw Women's Championship, and Miro is at a point where he's going to be the best man at a wedding, and he ain't going to get a goddamn thing other than his head going right up his ass. Okay, <laughs> this is just fucking nuts. But anyways. Let's conclude this because we're almost at the end of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Let's talk about the NXT's Halloween Havoc. Yeah, Halloween Havoc coming over. Let's see if we can... um, uh, Let's see. I could have swore I saw this here somewhere. Oh, I'm sorry. So Halloween Havoc, let let me do something real quick here before we do anything. Ah, uh, here we go. This is what I'm looking for. wonder if I could pause it real quick. There we go. That's much better. Okay. I'm just setting it up just so we can get ourselves prepared for what needs to happen next. Okay. Now, Halloween Havoc is coming up coming up on October 28th. Now, that's going to happen on NXT television, right? Now, Two matches have already been announced for Halloween Havoc. We know about the return of this historic pay-per-view. It's going to take place. Um, it's going to take place on NXT TV. Now, there are two matches that are going to take place over at Halloween Havoc. Two matches that are rematches from NXT Takeover Thirty One. One is for the North American Championship. Damian Priest is going to go one-on-one against Johnny Gargano, and also for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, for the NXT Women's Championship, Candice LeRae goes after Io Shirai. Now, 
Both matches are going to take place at Halloween Havoc, but both will have unique stipulations. And those unique stipulations is going to comprise of the return of Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal. You remember that, right? Halloween Havoc, long time ago. They used this concept back in 1992 where they did something called Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal. I remember the matchup with... um, I think it was Coal Miner's Glove match between Jake, Jake the Snake Roberts, and Sting in 1992. And then there was a Texas Death match in 1993 between, uh, I think it was Vader and Cactus Jack. I remember that quite well. So now they're, they're going to use those same stipulations on this wheel, right? Now, um, if I'm trying trying to remember this correctly, I don't know what exactly is going to be on the wheel. I just know that these two matches are going to be featured as part of Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal. In other words, if Damian Priest, uh, if Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano are going to have a matchup for the North American Championship, Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal is going to make a huge part in it. Now, the same applies with the NXT Women's Championship. That's going to be interesting to check out. So. What are my predictions? Well, you're going to actually know about that. As a matter of fact, as I'm looking at the date here closely, because I said that next week, next week, we're going to talk about Hell in a Cell. Actually, actually, let me correct that. I got an idea. Part one, we're going to talk about next for next week. Part one, we're going to talk about Bound for Glory. And then part two, not only are we going to talk about Hell in a Cell and my matches and everything else like that, but I'm going to give you all the matches. All the matches that are going to take place at Halloween Havoc and certain matches that may take place at Halloween Havoc. And to to make this even more interesting, to make this even more interesting, Halloween Havoc is going to take place around the 28th of October, which is on a Wednesday. I will do a podcast right after that show is over, and that's going to take place on the 29th. Now, I know some people are wondering, am I going to do a podcast on Halloween Possible. Don't know what I'm going to do exactly on Halloween besides wear a mask. Well, who am I kidding? I wear a mask pretty much almost every fucking day. But anyways, that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Don't forget, once again, guys, subscribe to the Main Event Talk right here on Spotify, on um, on. What, Apple Podcasts? Yeah, Apple Podcasts, I'm sorry. You can subscribe to the Main Event Talk on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on Spotify, or wherever it is you find your favorite podcast. You can also follow the Main Event Talk at Main Event Player, or I'm sorry, at Facebook.com slash at Real Main Event Talk. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Instagram.com slash at Main Event Player. You can also follow me on Twitter at Twitter.com slash at Main Event Player. Get an opportunity. Get an opportunity to follow me and all that and so much more. And I will give you more information on what's going on at Bound for Glory next week, at Hell in the Cell next week, and at NXT's Halloween Havoc. It's going to be great, and the main event is looking forward to checking it out. So thank you for listening to this episode, and I'll see you next time another great episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. There's one more thing I need to talk about before I go ahead and leave. Now, big shout out to a very good friend of mine. 
by the name of, um, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, uh, Max Max Ildudge. I, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I apologize. But Max, who is the lead singer of a band by the name of 40 Below Summer, this was released just yesterday, and I wanted to go ahead and share it with everybody. 19 years ago today, October 16, 2001, Invasion, Invitation to the Dance was released. It was a great time. Being young, full of energy, and limitless possibilities. Even though the criticism, uh, the circumstances that followed with our record label folding uh, folding two and a half months after the release and the album never getting the push <clears throat> that it truly deserves. I'm proud of our work and the many fans and friends we gain from touring and supporting this release. It was magical. Mo- uh, it was a magical moment in time. Happy 19th birthday Invitation to the Dance by Max of 40 Below Summer. Max, if you're listening to this episode right now, my friend, let me tell you this. When I first heard this album years ago, it was great. It was tremendous. And you guys had all the potential in the world. And why people never had an opportunity to listen to this album, I don't know. But one thing's for certain. All I can say is to 40 Below Summer, happy 19th anniversary to Invitation to the Dance. And all I can say is if you guys want to listen to 40 Below Summer and listen to that album, listen to it on Spotify, on Pandora, on YouTube, and wherever it is you find your favorite podcast, listen to 40 Below Summer, Invitation to the Dance, and to give you a taste of it, here is my favorite, We the people. Happy anniversary, 40 Below Summer. We the people. We the people. Bust. We the people. We the people. Bust. Yeah.